What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. What is happening in Ohio is uh, is a nightmare, a national nightmare. Um, what exactly is happening in Ohio? Yesterday, we had Pete Buttigieg out talking about how construction workers shouldn't be white. Uh, we need to balance our workforce. You're the transportation secretary. Have you been on the ground yet? We've been down on the ground in Palestine, Ohio. You know, and the EPA yesterday came out and said, oh, it's all fine. All fine. Nothing in the water. Nothing to breathe. No big deal. Except people's animals are dying. And they're being told, you can go back. You know, this is what happens when you have government agencies lie to people like they did at the CDC with COVID. Now, you think you have any credibility? If I'm living in Palestine, Ohio, I'm saying to the uh, EPA, really? You and you and uh, Professor Pete, go ahead. You come here. You live here for a couple of weeks and walk around a mile away from this derailment. Drink the water. Then I'll believe you that maybe my family would be safe. I wouldn't believe it. This is a real crisis. So what's really going on on the ground? Well, we want to take you to somebody who lives about a mile, mile and a half from the accident. However, their property is only about uh, half a mile from the the crash site. Uh, it's uh, it's not a good situation, and America needs to answer for it. When I say America. Uh, I'd like Washington to answer. What are you doing to protect the people, the water supply, all of it, in 60 seconds? You know, you, you'd think that, I mean, because everybody in the media and the left, they always love these spills. So they always are covering it wall to wall. This has been going on since what? The 6th? Was it? I mean, this has been going on for a very long, the third, the third. Where is everybody? Let me, first of all, uh, before we get into that, uh, tell you about Senior Air Force Senior Master Sergeant Israel Del Toro Jr. In one horrific moment during his tour in Afghanistan, his Humvee that he was riding in exploded, leaving him with severe burns over 80% of his body. Doctors only gave him a 15% chance of survival, and thank God he did survive. Later, he became the first fully disabled airman permitted to re-enlist, and uh, he was a gold medal winner of the Invictus Games. This guy is amazing. Well, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made sure that when this accident happened, he and his family received a mortgage-free smart home. It has a ton of smart features that help him live life more independently, so his kids can be with dad and he can go on inspiring others with his story. Tunnel to Towers. Help heroes like Del Toro when they need it the most. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T, dot org. All right. 
I want to welcome in uh, a, a resident, Caitlin uh, Schwartzwalder. She is the Von Schwartz Doberman kennel owner uh, and has been forced to evacuate. But you were there for the first couple of days, were you not, Caitlin? Hi, Glenn. Uh, yes, I was. So um, the derailment occurred on Friday evening, and um, we were there from Friday evening until Sunday evening at 8 p.m. when we were subsequently uh, evacuated. Um, my home and my business um, are both on Taggart Road, which is the road of the derailment. Um, we have 27 acres. And from driveway to derailment is 1.2 miles. And from the edge of the property uh, to the derailment is less than a half a mile. And the railroad tracks actually butt up to the back of the property by 10 feet. Holy cow. So when you had the dogs in the kennel, everything was fine until they set this on fire, right? I wouldn't say fine. Um to be honest with you, uh, the area looks like a war zone. It looks like, I would assume, Ukraine to look like. There's military tankers every half mile. There's police personnel blockading roads. Um, it's, it's beyond anything imaginable. And, and it's so surreal to think that this is our home. So you, when you are evacuated, you t- you immediately take all of the the dogs out, but then um, you have horses too, don't you? Correct. So on Sunday evening, uh, with the help of uh, Bearded Brothers Moving Group, which is a is a local moving group in Ohio, they came with their moving trucks. We evacuated thirty dogs between eight p.m. and. 6 a.m. the next morning, um, they were able to transport all of the, the cages and kennels, uh, and I had my own vehicle to, to make multiple trips to transport the dogs. We had them all evacuated to a private residence by the next morning. Um, you know, it's, it's less than an ideal situation, but it's all we have, you know, in this time. You know, the, the home is not fenced. Uh, the dogs do have to live in, in cages because... You know, there's there's not an appropriate setup. I mean, what kind of appropriate setup can you make in one evening? Yeah. Um, so we evacuated the dogs uh, between Sunday night and Monday morning. The uh, original time of the controlled detonation was supposed to be 12 in the afternoon on Monday. Uh, at 11 o'clock, we were evacuating horses. I own one horse, and my neighbor has uh, eight other horses across the street. My, my horse is only six months old. She's a baby. Um, and we had to load these horses onto trailers. They were all upset from the noises and the banging and the, you know, just emergency personnel flying up and down the road. Uh, it was, we had, a, we had a terrible time trying to get them loaded onto trailers and evacuated. And believe it or not, our, our local police department, specifically uh, Officer Fredericks, he actually came into the horse pastures with us and helped us move the horses out, mm. you know, because all we knew that, you know, the controlled detonation was happening at noon. And, you know, obviously there was a chance of a catastrophic failure prior to that. Um, so we were all just kind of, you know, wishing and hoping for the best and, and trying to get these animals to safety. And, and we did. And the controlled detonation didn't end up happening until I believe about four thirty eight on yeah. Monday. Uh, and then, 
kind of all all hell broke loose. So tell me, tell me now what happened after the um, explosion because they've they've just come out. EPA has come out and said, "Oh, it's it's fine." But there were were there some people that stayed or they left their animals? Um, yeah, so behind. Unfortunately, some people had to leave their animals um, because they didn't have a place to evacuate that was, you know, animal friendly. Um, some people left the animals, and unfortunately, uh, some of those animals have have died. Um, you know, there are stories of a woman with chickens. I have spoken with her personally. Anytime there's any kind of animal death, of course, because I'm so close, I I do a little more digging and. I've actually personally spoken to these people who have had herds of chickens die, who have had domestic foxes die. Um, I have a personal friend whose whose family member's dog went out into the yard and never came back inside, a two-year-old healthy dog. Um, my personal dogs, just from the two days that that they were there and exposed to just, you know, the fire fumes and, and whatnot, whatever was you know, in the air prior to the detonation, I had four dogs needing to have emergency veterinarian services because they were projectile vomiting, um, very lethargic. So, you know, I can't even imagine what it would be like for a human or an animal to be there uh, during the controlled detonation or being there now. Um, I, I can't imagine. We've had to go back a couple of times for supplies because, you know, I, I had to move an entire business in one evening as well as my own personal things. And, um, uh, we've had to go back and going back is extremely uncomfortable. It is, you know, there's physical symptoms each and every time we go from, you know, itchy, burning, watery eyes, itchy, burning throat, um, coughing, uh, it was a weird sensation of like your eyes pulsating. It almost felt like your eyes had a heartbeat. Mm. Um, our skin was so dry uh, that even, you know, your general moisturizers that you put on, you know, after a shower have still not uh, resolved the problem. Um, so I can't imagine being back there now. Uh, our plan is to most likely not go back ever. Um, but we're just trying to fund all these things and trying to, to just figure out where life has to go from here. So what is it like on the ground today? Because there's, I mean, this detonation, you know, happened a week ago Sunday and the EPA is saying, Oh, you can go back in. And some people are. Um, but as you yeah. said, they're, you know, they're experiencing difficulties. Yeah. So I was there yesterday. Um, I was continuing to grab some more kennels for the dogs to make the situation here a little bit better. And I, you know, we couldn't stand to be there for more than 30 minutes. So I don't, I don't know how people are doing it. What I know is still as of yesterday, it, it, it doesn't look like our normal town of East Palestine in Darlington, Pennsylvania. It looks like hmm. something out of a movie. Like the, you know, it's, it's, it's empty. Um, I think the media is not, uh, appropriately displaying the fact that people aren't going back. You know, some people who didn't have the financial means to stay away any longer came back. But I think anybody who had an option did not go back. Jeez. Okay. So, um, they're, they're now worried that all of this stuff is seeping into the water supply. And I know Pennsylvania yeah. has just closed down one of the, the plants, but the EPA, 
um, said they had screened 291 homes near the crash site. It has not detected any levels of uh, vinyl chloride or hydrogen chloride. Um, and they said they still have to screen, but it's uh, it's safe and they're not uh, finding anything in the water. You believe that? Uh, my, my understanding is that, you know, I have talked with some chemical engineers and environmental services, and essentially it's not supposed to be in the water just yet. From my understanding, um, the vinyl chloride is, is, is like water, and it travels through the ground and the soil like water. Um, so, you know, being, you know, a mile, 1.2 miles away like we are, other locations within a mile, it takes time for this sure. stuff to travel the ground we have not had much rain um i think in the last seven days we've had one day of a little bit of rain um they're saying that right now they're not surprised if it tests okay but in four five six months from now you know these levels could be astronomic and and that is the that is the concern that is my concern that is others concern not to mention the fact that physically being there is uncomfortable and yeah, I mean, you have 20, what did you say? 26, 27 acres. This is farm. Sure. This is farmland. What are people going to do? I mean, you're not going to be able to sell this land. That, that's, I mean, that's kind of why we're in a rock and a hard place right now. You know, I have a 7,500 square foot facility. I have a beautiful home. I have other buildings that I've built on the property as well. So I have a great investment into this property that now went from, you know, X amount of dollars to maybe being able to sell it for a fraction of what it's worth. Maybe. I mean, who in the right mind would buy something, um, something on Taggart road right now? I, I couldn't yeah. imagine. Um, so, you know, now we're faced with the issue of um, little to no help from anybody. Um, and we're faced with the issue of having to potentially own two large properties, you know, and, and, you know, funding and, and the ability to own two pieces of land and two buildings and two facilities and pay, you know, two taxes. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be nearly impossible for a small business. So, Caitlin, hold on for one minute. And when I come back, I, I want to ask you what we can do to help. Um, I mean, I know our audience uh, well enough to know, and uh, we just we want to help. How can we help you? We'll get that answer from you here if you have one coming up in just a second. Some people get towards the end of their workday and decide, you know what? I'm exhausted. I'm going to sit back and rest. You know, people, you know, those people that uh, uh, win Super Bowls, they usually are kind of people that, you know, can sit back and relax. You know, hard work's done. Right, Stu? I've heard that. I'm not sure. Yeah. For the rest of us, uh, being tired at work isn't as much fun, uh, and that's why uh, there's a solution, and I'm happy to tell you about it. Relief Factor Sleep. It's amazing. Just like the regular Relief Factor that takes care of pain, Relief Factor Sleep is 100% drug-free. So you will never feel whacked out. You'll never feel... um, uh, you know, sleepy or groggy the next morning. You feel great. I haven't taken it in a couple of days. I think I need to take it. Been yawning a lot lately. Um, it will improve your mood, help uh, promote relaxation, reduce anxiety. It's healthy sleep. So unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800 the number four relief. That's 800 the number four relief. 
or go to relieffactor.com. That's relief sleep at relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. This is bad. Um, you're, we're looking at now, uh, you know, if you want to use that land again, I think you're going to have to, I think you're going to have to dig up and take quite a bit off the topsoil. Um, not an expert in this, obviously, but that's what I'm, I'm seeing today. Environmental Protection Agency is like, yeah, don't, don't worry. I don't believe them. Um, do you, can I ask you that? Do you believe them, Kaylin? So I can I, I can't comment on that, but what I can comment on is that we were told um, by Norfolk personnel that the the agencies that were coming to our homes to test were from independent laboratories. Now, what I can tell you firsthand is that we had a gentleman from CTEC, which is the you know so-called independent laboratory. He was sitting in our driveway from the, the night of the derailment. And we had spoken to him, you know, just very informally. And he said that, and I quote, uh, we follow around the railroad when they make mistakes and they are happy to have us here. Um, and when, you know, CTEC came to our facility to test our air, they had not offered the services of water at that point in time. Uh, they handed me a contract that essentially said that I needed to hold Norfolk, their affiliates, not limited to, but including CTEC, harmless. Uh, harmless of any uh, uh, future. You didn't sign it. In terms of, oh, of course not. Yeah, good. Um, but unfortunately, 340 other residents did sign it. Wow. And, and that's where my heart just breaks for these people because we don't know the long-term repercussions of what these chemicals can do in our air, to our environments, to our homes our businesses and they've signed their rights away in the hopes that they're getting help and the right answers from these organizations. And what I can tell you firsthand is that CTEC, the affiliate of Norfolk that came to test the air was followed by the EPA. And what I can tell you is that we said, can the EPA by themselves come into our kennel? We do not sign this paper. And can they test themselves because they're a government organization that has the ability, they had the testing equipment with them. And the answer was absolutely not. Why? I can't tell you why. Huh. I just, uh, I, I, I don't huh. know. Um, so what, how could we help you? It sounds like if you could get some independent testing, that might be uh, a help. But how could we yeah, help so I you? Think, I think that's the thing. The thing is, is that people who... Uh, have have the means to stay away and stay evacuated are are wanting this independent testing done. Now, I've reached out to three different independent laboratories, um, and they've actually reached out to me as well, uh, CORE, ATLAS, and ACRON, I think, if I say that correctly. And their services, they want retainers between fifteen dollars and $50,000 to do these independent testings of the land or of the air, soil, and water. Now, they do a whole reconnaissance of the property and the topography, and it's, it's a very, you know, intense um, procedure and protocol. And, I mean, I think that the way to help imminently would be to help fund these, you know, landowners and or people who have stayed evacuated and are demanding these private testings. 
you know, to, to fund, essentially help us fund the, the private testing because many people can't afford fifteen to $50,000 up front. Especially, you know, I, I spoke with a gentleman at CORE Environmental Services this morning and I said, you know, these, um, uh, these chemical engineers and, and people making intelligent and professional um, uh, consensus are saying that this could be six to eight months to a year from now where we're going to see answers. Okay. So if we're having to pay these kinds of retainers up front and have to pay them again maybe in six months, again in a year, it's just not feasible for All people. right. So, Caitlin, I want you to hold on the phone. I want to get the names if uh, Mercury One won't help out on this, I'll pay for those themselves. We'll send some help up there to get your water and your land and your air tested properly and, and independently. So hang on just a second, Caitlin. The Glenn Beck Program. I have some tests I need done too. Can yeah, you give no. me money? Uh, today's the last day you can uh, take advantage of Good Rancher's amazing Valentine's Day deal. And I know what you're thinking. Glenn, if I order it, it won't ri- arrive in time for a romantic dinner. Yeah. Well, you're right. It won't. But when she sees how much you saved on real good quality meat, I'm hoping she'll be fine-ish. Get a card. Flowers. What, what's wrong with you, man? You can still say I love you with 100% American hand-trimmed steakhouse-quality meat from Good Ranchers. Over 85% of grass-fed beef in this country is imported for over, from overseas. Uh, you can do better than that. We have to do better than that. Go to GoodRanchers.com and use my promo code BECK. You'll get $30 off your order. Uh, and I mean, I can already hear, oh, be mine. Oh, no, wait, that's me saying that to the steak. Ditch the usual gifts that don't cut it. Say, I'm sorry I didn't get you a gift by getting a gift at, you know, of American meat at GoodRanchers.com. It's going to be a little late. GoodRanchers.com. Love is in the air and it smells like beef. GoodRanchers.com. And what better way to say I love you than a gift of Blaze TV? BlazeTV.com slash Oh, and Fuego. And Fuego. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're, we're glad you're here. Just talking about what's happening up in uh, Ohio in this. I mean, it is a, a simple little farming town, simple little town. And they're hit by just unreal devastation. And uh, as I'm reading today and I see that the EPA says, oh, you know, everything's fine. You can go in. Everything's great. I know if I live there, I don't believe that. It's not that I it's not that I think that it's wrong. I just don't believe them. I don't believe the government. And let me ask you something. Isn't Joe Biden Mr. Train Set? Isn't he Mr. Amtrak? He had the keys to the Amtrak, didn't he? Yeah, he had the keys to Amtrak. Mm. He has given more money to the rail, r- railroads than any other politician, I think, ever, all the way back to Abraham Lincoln when they drove the Golden Spike. Uh, the guy was friends with the maintenance staff. Oh, he was everybody. buddies with everybody. He knew everybody by their first name. Glenn. He just did a big deal with the uh, uh, to get the 
uh, railroad unions not to strike. Mm, that's right. You navigated that crisis. Right. With, with tact. Where is expertise. he on this one? Where is he on this one? Let this me, is a letting Mayor Pete yeah. take the heat for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And where is Mayor Pete on it? Doing the terrible job he always does because he was a diversity hire. So, <laughs> so the only the only thing that I can see from uh, uh, Mayor Pete is that he was out yesterday giving a speech about how you know construction companies needed to hire more black workers. What 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 does that have to do with transportation? What does that have to do with transportation? He has this huge train pileup. It looks like it's from um, a broken or overheated axle. The only statement that I have seen from the from the White House is that that was Trump's fault. Oh, wait, the axle was wait, what? Yeah, it was Trump's fault because Obama had said you need to you need to have different brakes and upgrade the brakes and Trump took that and got rid of that law. Okay. I'm sure he didn't go in and was like, uh, whatever you do, I want unsafe brakes on all of the trains. That had to be an executive order on both sides. Oh, and and the, God only knows what that executive order else was loaded with. The other thing, too, is when you say you want to spend a lot of money on everything, when eventually some of that money isn't spent you can just say well we wanted to spend more money on that and you wouldn't let us right it's always that extra four dollars that would have saved them how many infrastructure projects have we done i know we keep saying yes to all of them all right and this i hear the press this is our infrastructure this is our falling apart infrastructure how much more money do you need how much i want I want the big number. Stop biting around the edges and going, hey, dad, can I just have a little bit more? I I want to know what it will cost. I want to know that number. I am sick and tired of hearing about our crumbling infrastructure. And then we pass the largest infrastructure bill of all time. And then four years later, I hear about our crumbling infrastructure and we're passing the biggest budget for infrastructure of all time again. And then a few years later, I hear about our crumbling infrastructure. Give me the number. I want the number. I'd like to know what you're doing. Is, is anybody here yet? Are, is anybody at this point saying, how much are you claiming this is going to be? Because they've already done it with global warming. You know, what is it? $150 trillion? To do what they're saying is $150 trillion. Give us that number. How much is the infrastructure to stop it from crumbling? And you know what? Pete Buttigieg, you're a joke. You're an absolute joke. Where are you? Why are you not in the hard hat? At least getting some photo ops down at the site. Why are you not in the hard hat? Why don't you have suit on your face? It'd be good for your campaign. I swear to you, people don't actually care. These people in Washington, oh, no, we we care for your children more than you care for your children. Do you now? 
Where are you for the children from this town that haven't gone to school, that are living in a motel, some of them probably living in their car? Where are you on the children? Wow, Glenn, you are just forgetting about the bipartisan infrastructure bill that we just passed last year. And, you know, the good thing about that is that it couldn't have passed except for the wonderful, loving help of 10 Republicans who came on board to help in the Senate. What, a, what an incredible group. Should we go through some of their names? I don't know. It just feels like maybe uh, just I'm not going to go through all of them. All 10 would be too much. Too much. Too much. And I know they all deserve so much credit. But let me just highlight a few names for you. Uh, Kevin Kramer of North Dakota. Um, let me give you uh, Roger Wicker of Mississippi. And uh, Mitt Romney of Utah. I, I want to highlight those three names. Oh, Deb Fisher as well of Nebraska. I want to highlight those four names specifically because they're all up for re-election in 2024. And now would be the time to find a good primary challenger against them if you happen to think that working with Joe Biden on his new train set was not the, most be- the best use of your $1.1 trillion. Maybe now would be a time to think about that because we can all complain about it later. And I'm sure we can all complain about Mitch McConnell and some of the other names on this list. And there are some to complain about. But those three you can do something about right now. Right now. Four. It was four, I believe. Uh, Fisher's a little bit more of a borderline case overall, perhaps. But the other three aren't. Their voting records suck. And uh, Kevin Kramer, uh, Mitt Romney, certainly. Roger Wicker and Deb Fisher... All in states that are red, that you can absolutely win the general election with a good conservative challenger. Mm-hmm, you can, mm-hmm. they're not, Mitt Romney's popularity mm-hmm. among Republicans in Utah is 41%. There's no reason you can't knock him off in a primary. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. This is the time to do it. Now's the time, everybody. Well, I believe it was Mitt Romney that also helped bring the, uh, the uh, Inflation Reduction Act into play as well. I'm going to show you something, Stu, and I, I want you to come over here. To stand, just stand next to me here for a oh, second. So I want you to, to read it. Well, you know, you actually can read it on the screen oh, back there. All right. um, this is from mm-hmm. the Inflation Reduction Act. Okay, 150% payout, high-efficiency electric home rebate program, appropriation. Funds go to state energy offices and Indian tribes. In addition to amounts otherwise available, there is appropriated to the secretary for fiscal year 2022 out of any money in the treasury not otherwise appropriated to carry out a program to award grants to state energy offices to develop and implement high efficiency electric home rebate programs in accordance with subsection C, $4 trillion. Two hundred and seventy-five million dollars to remain available for, for the rebate. That's four billion. There, four billion two hundred seventy-five million. Okay, four billion. Yeah, You're right. Say, that would be that would. Thank you. Thank no, you. More notable. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, four billion two hundred seventy-five million toward grants to Indian tribes to develop and implement high energy electric home. Notice it's not gas. It's not high efficiency. It's high efficiency electric mm-hmm. home. Mm. The rebate in accordance with subsection uh, C, that is $225 billion for, uh, for the... Um, it's a million. You need to learn. $225 million. God, yeah, it's, it's a I'm lot sorry. of money. But it's it, a lot it, of money. It, I'm sorry. And the aliens I just get do lost. get confusing. I just get mm-hmm. lost with the... Uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> a, a ton of money, and it's all in there, plus 
some more things we're going to be showing you that when you all, they all come together, they are dismantling our electrical abilities. They're dismantling our electric generation plants. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're incentivizing this, not just here, but your tax dollars are going all over the world to convince governments to shut down their electric coal electric plants. And they get money just for shutting them down. And they want to shut down the stuff that was created to replace the previous shutdowns, Correct. which is natural gas. Correct. They want to get rid of that, too. This is they, These people do not mm. care about your family. They do not care. I know that sounds horrible and harsh, but there is no other way to explain it. Now, I'm not saying they caused the train derailment by any stretch of the imagination. But where is the government with, you know, if I have good buddies in the train uh, industry and I'm the president of the United States, when they come, this is what they did. They offered twenty five thousand dollars to help move the town. So you, we got twenty five thousand dollars. Anybody need any help? We, we got you covered. Really? I call as the president of the United States to say, hey, Jack, my good buddy that I've been there forever. Take care of these people. Do it right. Set the example. Good Lord. Uh, Ron DeSantis built a, uh, a bridge in what? A weekend after a hurricane? Built a, a, a bridge. We still can't put the fire out. We're still, I don't know. Well, I don't know what we're doing. We got people living everywhere. But I'm sure the air is fine. This is It's really despicable. And uh, you as American citizens, should you need to clock this one? Put that. Okay, that's how they treat us. Okay, all right. That's how much we make a difference. You watch. They're going to start making a difference now because the media is on it. Back in a minute. Standing up for what you believe in is really challenging. But there are basic things that you can do, like buying from companies that believe what you and I believe. And it's hard sometimes. Sometimes it's actually really easy. Like when it comes to your mobile service, you know the, the, big, uh, the big dogs in mobile service. They're, they're all providing funding for you know Verizon, Planned Parenthood, and all of these crazy things that are destroying our country. America's only Christian conservative wireless provider is Patriot Mobile. So I want you to switch today. You're going to save money. You're going to get great coverage. They have all kinds of specials for you. And they're not going to send your hard-earned money to aid in the destruction of everything we hold dear. Switch today. We've got to stand together. 100% U.S.-based customer service team will make your switching easy. Just call them at 878-PATRIOT. Do it now, 878-PATRIOT, or go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Please do this now. Stand together in defense of everything that we hold dear. 878-PATRIOT, patriotmobile.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, some really, really good news uh, that has come in yesterday, once again, from uh, Florida. 
it appears as though um, our good friend in uh, Florida has actually now taken on ESG in a big way. He is now abolishing any kind of ESG standards from banking or anything else in the, in use in Florida. I mean, this is this is the kind of bold action that will actually take it apart. This is the biggest news we've had on ESG since we started talking about ESG, and it's coming from DeSantis. That's great. Now, is this are you talking about? Is it just state funding, or is it there's some additional? Oh, I'm looking component for to this. the story now to make sure I get it right because you know me, uh, DeSantis. Here it is. Um, proposing legislation to prohibit state and local governments from including any environmental, social, or governance considerations in any investment. The comprehensive anti-ESG legislation previewed Monday at an event in Naples. The plans build off the previous actions that the governor has taken and would prohibit the use of ESG in all investment decisions at the state and local level, ban state and local entities from any consideration of ESG when in the contracting process, and block state and local governments from weighing ESG when using municipal bonds. Okay, so it's government related, which is you know, I think the limits of his power there probably anyway, but yeah. he, that's really good. And it seems to address the E S and G here, not just the E, which he, has been kind of a problem. He said by applying arbitrary ESG financial metrics that serve no one except the companies that created them, elites are circumventing the ballot box to implement a radical ideological agenda. Through this legislation, we will protect the investments of Floridians and the ability of Floridians to participate in the economy. This is fantastic. That's great. This is as, I think this is as far as you can go. He has gone uh, every every possible way he could go. And you see his with his stature in this race right now, which is one A, one B. You know, with Donald Trump really seemingly in the Republican race. It's that he's to that point now where he just wrestles these headlines. Like, even though we've talked to a bunch of people around the country who've tried to do things, some of them have been really impressive, but like DeSantis does it. It's now DeSantis's thing, right? Like he is able, it was just like with the, uh, the immigrants being sent to Martha's vineyard, like other states were already doing stuff like that. He does it and it just wrestles the entire issue. I mean, it just seems like he is. You know, uh, this is this is his uh, year. If he's going to have a year to win this president, to win the nomination, this definitely seems like it. So did you hear that the uh, premier of Quebec, uh, Francois Legault, Mm. uh, he has now said that um, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, has got to stop <laughs> bussing people to Montreal. I love this stuff. So I mean, is this crazy? I mean, <laughs> Texas gets him up to New York, and everybody says, oh, the humanity, how could you possibly do that? And what does the Democrat do? Put him on a bus and send him across the border <laughs> up into Canada. <laughs> Eventually, like, Santa Claus is going to be like, oh, how are all these immigrants <laughs> getting here? <laughs> Early a oh, few weeks away from that. problem with the elf unions. <laughs> It'll be ugly, ugly, ugly.